welcome to the Landscape of Cranes Cleveland podcast. I'm Dan Paletti, your host. Thanks for joining us. When Anthony Hughes was working for the Northeast Ohio nonprofit Jumpstart several years ago, he noticed Northeast Ohio had a lack of talent in a particular area. So in 2015, he co-founded a company to help bridge that gap. And he's here to talk to us today about the work that Tech Elevator does. Anthony, thanks for being with us today. Dan, thanks very much for having me. So let's talk about that gap that you found and how does Tech Elevator help solve that problem? Yeah, so when we founded Tech Elevator, um, you know, I had been spending quite a bit of time working at Jumpstart thinking about how we can help reinvent Northeast Ohio's economy from an economy that was rooted in manufacturing to a future forward or a future forward sort of focused economy based on technology. And at Jumpstart, um, I was running the entrepreneurial mentoring program there. I'd I'd founded that program. Uh, We were coaching and advising promising technology startups. And as those startups would go to launch, Uh, they couldn't find the technology talent that they needed in the ecosystem to sort of fuel their growth. And so that was the genesis of Tech Elevator. That was the problem that I set out to solve when I founded the company. How can we drive greater literacy, greater digital literacy uh, in in the community uh, in Northeast Ohio? And you know, fast forward to today, we've built um, an exciting business. We're having a, a major impact in the uh, in the local economy. Um, but the original sort of numbers were, were pretty staggering. Uh, when we founded Tech Elevator, all of Northeast Ohio's uh, four-year institutions, all of their computer science programs in aggregate were graduating just 280 uh, computer science majors on an annual basis, uh, while at the same time there were 7,500 uh, software developer positions advertised uh, that year. Uh, it has It's improved, but not by a ton. Uh, I just ran the numbers for 2020. There were 360 computer science majors or uh, uh, degrees conferred um, uh, in the region uh, and about 8,700 software developer positions advertised in the last 12, last 12 months. So the work that Tech Elevator and other sort of short form reskilling programs are doing is helping close that, um, that skills gap uh, create greater digital literacy in the workforce and give, frankly, more people more opportunities to enter into a very lucrative and and, and rewarding field of technology. Given how important computer programming is in our life, I'm I'm surprised by that number. Or is the question, do people think to themselves, this is, I can't do this. This is going to be too hard. It's over my head. Um, I think for a lot of people, technology can be intimidating. Um, I think it's intimidating, you know, um, because it's unknown. Uh, You know, one of the ways that I like to help people connect, um, you know, people who are non-technical with the world of coding is to simplify it down into, you know, coding is really giving machines instructions. Uh, If you have an Alexa or a Google Home or a Siri uh, and you've told Alexa to, you know, turn the lights on or or play some music or you've told, you know, Siri, you've asked Siri what the time is, you're giving a machine instructions and the machine is responding that way. Uh, of course, it's a bit more complicated than that when it comes to coding, but it's 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 essentially the same thing. And so, you know, for many of us, I think you know, technology is intimidating. But when you think of the fact that so much of our lives uh, is influenced with technology, whether it's you know, programming the coffee maker to start in the morning, or um, you know tons of software that exists in our cars as we drive to work, or, or the fact that, you know, so many industries are, 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 have been fundamentally changed by technology. Technology is everywhere. Uh, and this has only been accelerated by the pandemic. And so, you know, alongside the acceleration of technology is the acceleration of opportunity. And yes, it might seem intimidating. Um, 
uh, it might be it might feel like a big uh, leap for people to think about you know moving into careers in technology, but there's so much opportunity on the other side that it's it's eminently kind of you know worth the leap or it's it's worth the exploration to see if it could be a good fit for you. Tech Elevator offers what are called coding boot camps. So what's the process? How long does it take? And what kind of students are coming? I think for, again, where a lot of people are like, well, if I'm going to become a computer programmer, I have to go to college for four years, but this is not what we're doing at Tech Elevator. No. So Tech Elevator has a 14, a 14 week full-time uh, intensive software developer training program. So we take individuals with no technical experience uh, we test them for cognitive aptitude uh, that aligns with um, uh, the kind of aptitude that's prevalent in the field of software development and with software developers. Uh, we'll make an admissions decision. We'll train them for those 14 weeks. And after the 14 weeks, we'll place them directly into jobs uh, with companies. Um, Tech Elevator, uh, I'm incredibly proud of this and I'm incredibly proud of the team behind these outcomes, but we are the number one performing program of our kind in the country. We have a 95% graduation rate, uh, a 90% job placement rate within 180 days of graduation, and the average Tech Elevator student takes about 24 days uh, to place into a tech job, usually resulting in about a $25,000 average salary increase as a result of that placement. Um, it used to be that the only path, uh, traditional sort of formal education path into the field of technology um, was, you know, a four-year degree. Um, but these short-form reskilling programs are proving that there are alternatives that are more accessible for more people uh, if that's a decision that they want to pursue and, and a career change or, or a new career that they want to pursue uh, to get into technology. Demand is not only up here in Northeast Ohio for computer programmers, but also across the nation. What's the way to, I know the answer has come to Tech Elevator, but what's the answer to getting more and more people involved in, in this industry nationwide? How do we encourage more people to do this? Yeah, I mean, I think it, it's, it needs to happen at lots of different levels. Um, yeah, there's 1.2 million open uh, computing jobs in the U.S. right now, and that's projected to grow, um, uh, I think, um, it's one of the fastest growing positions in the economy. It's projected to grow to about 1.9 million by 2025. Uh, and again, as I mentioned before, that's being accelerated by just sort of the massive digitization caused by the pandemic, um, how we shop, how we ent are entertained, um, you know, uh, how we work, uh, you know, how we communicate uh, has all accelerated the demand um, for technology. Um, you know, we're, we're not seeing enough uh, teaching in our schools around technology, uh, around getting kids familiar with code. Uh, parents uh, overwhelmingly say that they want their kids to have this education. Uh, teachers overwhelmingly say that they're not prepared to teach this. And so we need to see more investment in early, you know, in, uh, in education, you know, um, uh, at a junior level, at a high school level. Um, it's one of the most popular um, programs or, or degree selections in university, yet we're only producing about 3% of our output of our college is, is a, a coming through uh, with, with computer science degrees. Uh, and people have the opportunity increasingly through organizations like Tech Elevator and others to learn later on in life. Um, what's exciting, Dan, is that um, 
the opportunities that many people have uh, early in life uh, through privilege or exposure to take paths into computer science degrees, just because somebody hasn't had those opportunities, it doesn't mean that that opportunity can't be available to them later on in life. And that's something that we're really excited about in terms of the work we're doing. I touched upon our aptitude test that we have, and we've proctored this test literally tens of thousands of times at this point. We've also worked with industrial psychologists and, and external experts in, in these sort of um, testing instruments, instruments to validate this test. And what we found is that the cognitive ability to code uh, rests at about 30% of the general population. Um, and yet we're only producing, you know, 3% of our uh, degrees confirmed, uh, conferred a computer science degree. So that's really exciting for people who maybe are feeling frustrated in their career, maybe are looking for a career switch, maybe want to make a sort of a, a lateral move. Um, you know, the opportunity to go into the field of technology where there is so much demand um, is still available to people later on in life as well. I was curious about that. How many of your students approximately are people who are already have a job and they're working, um, you know, in an insurance agency or, or they're working for a paint company or whatever. And they say to themselves, I don't want to do this anymore, especially if per perhaps because it's just not financially lucrative enough to, to make the kind of money they need to make. Do you have a lot of those students who say, let me try this? Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the average tech elevator student is 31 years old. That's interesting. Um, yeah. About 60 to 65% of them already have college degrees. Uh, with the majority of those college degrees in, in uh, liberal arts backgrounds. And so they've gone into the workforce, they've entered into a you know one job or another, and they've sort of found themselves in a, at a time where they they just sort of feel like, I'm not challenged, uh, I can, there's more that I can do, there's, there's more, I, I have uh, aspirations and desires to make more money, to have more advancement in my career. Uh, and in about, uh, I think in about 65% of cases, uh, sometimes as high as 70% of cases, people are quitting their jobs uh, to come to Tech Elevator. Now, <laughs> quitting jobs uh, is commonplace now, right? We've gone through like back-to-back -back record quit rates. You know, I think we had four and a half million people quit their jobs at the last count. Um, Pre-pandemic, it wasn't so common, but we were finding that about 70% of our students had in fact quit their jobs to come to Tech Elevator. And the reasons they were doing it is because they just felt confident that you know with our process our reputation our outcomes that they could quit their jobs that it was still you know it was a leap of faith certainly but tech elevator was there to support them in that transition between you know the career that they were you know leaving and wasn't satisfying them and a career that offered a lot of growth and advancement thereafter you mentioned that tech elevator doesn't simply hand students diplomas at the completion of their degree you do a lot of work to help them find jobs do you partner with companies around northeast ohio what's that process yeah. Um, so when David Wintrick, my co-founder, and I uh, founded Tech Elevator, um, you know, we looked at the uh, we looked at the market, the sort of short form reskilling market, and we said, look, are people coming to Tech Elevator? Are they going to come to Tech Elevator to learn how to code, or are they fundamentally coming to Tech Elevator to get a job in technology and learning to code as the means to getting there? And we recognized, you know, that, that the insight was it's actually the latter, that people are looking for a job in technology. And if we only teach them how to code, we're only doing, uh, you know, we're not doing all of the work that needs to be done to secure them that job, to give them that sort of return on investment. And so we created what we call the Pathway Program. And the Pathway Program is a parallel sort of career readiness curriculum that runs side by side with our 14-week um, uh, technical training program. 
Uh, and that pathway program teaches individuals, you know, uh, we go through resume workshops, we help them speak about themselves, we, we teach them how to use LinkedIn as a job searching tool, uh, we have panel discussions, we bring um, individuals from industry into Tech Elevator, whether that's in person or currently remotely and virtually in a virtual world, very much designed so that Tech Elevator is sitting on the doorstep of industry. So that a student will come to Tech Elevator, not only learn the technical skills, but also the soft skills and have introductions made to industry. So when you ask about companies in Northeast Ohio, um, I think we've got about 120 companies in Northeast Ohio that have hired from Tech Elevator. Um, you're, it's more who hasn't hired from Tech Elevator, who has software developers than it is who has. But yeah, Progressive Insurance, KeyBank, Highland Software, um, uh, Sherwin Williams. Uh, these are all sort of major consumers of our um, of our graduate talent, um, and and we really value those partners um, because they're giving our graduates a great you know a great first opportunity as they enter into the field of tech. Anthony Hughes joins us today for The Landscape, a Crane's Cleveland podcast. Anthony is the co-founder and CEO of Tech Elevator. I'm Dan Paletta. Glad you can join us as well. Anthony, we can talk about the success of your students. How do you measure the success of Tech Elevator itself? Um, so, you know, I talk to my team about this a lot. Um, the success of Tech Elevator is made up of sort of sort of units. And the unit of success that drives the success of Tech Elevator is how successful are we on an individual basis with our students. So we measure ourselves on our outcomes um, and our outcomes um, believe it or not are the driver of our success of our business so in a, in a in a mature campus like cleveland where we founded the company we see anywhere between 50 and 60 percent of our new students are referrals from existing or successful graduates and so you know that referral rate is a is a major indication of the fact that we're doing what we said we were going to do we're delivering on our commitment to our, our students um, the other thing for us in terms of success is, um, you know, how many students, how many lives can we impact? And so, you know, the, the first class that we had uh, at Tech Elevator, we had six students in them. All six of them got job offers. Um, last year, we had 696 job offers. Um, and we expect to see uh, over 1,100 students graduate from the program this year. And it's happening in Cleveland, in Columbus, in Cincinnati, in Pittsburgh, and, and Philadelphia. We just launched a campus in Wilmington. And so um, what we're proving at Tech Elevator is that um, you can have a highly accountable education model uh, that believes in rapid return on investment for our students. As I mentioned before, we generate a $24,000 uh, salary lift associated with the first job that a student gets, but we measure uh, the growth of that student's wages over time, and we've estimated uh, that a Tech Elevator graduate will see uh, a lift in their lifetime earnings, uh, an increase in lifetime earnings of $1.3 million. So when you look at the fact that we have now over 600 graduates working as software developers, uh, in the, I'm sorry, over 500 graduates working as software developers in the city of, of Cleveland and surrounding areas, you know, and you talk about that $1.3 million in, in increased lifetime earnings, we're talking about nearly $750 million of increased lifetime earnings associated with just our work in Cleveland, Ohio. 
So I'm a big believer that you can do good and do well at the same time. Uh, it's an incredibly powerful motivator for our team. It attracts great people who are very mission focused and our ability to attract more of those people to, to commit you know, their careers and align their values with our work just helps accelerate the work that we're doing as we grow to, to truly be a national company. And that's where we want to be. We want to be a national company. I'd love to touch down in San Diego or spend a, a weekend in St. Louis and, and stop by and see a, a local tech elevator making you know a significant difference on individual lives, fueling talent for the local um, to corporate community, as well as being a catalyst in, in that local economy as well. You've mentioned the tech elevator does have campuses around the country and you obviously want to expand it more. Do you target those what the students learn to a particular market? For example, Cleveland may have more medical companies than Cincinnati does. Do you, is there any kind of change of coursework to sort of to respond to the, what the market needs? We'd anticipated that there might be when we started the company, but actually what we found is we were very pragmatic in the choices that we made at the outset of founding Tech Elevator. So we chose to teach Java and .NET. Java is the number one in-demand programming language uh, in the workforce today. .NET, Microsoft, uh, you know, C Sharp and .NET, you know, very much close behind. Uh, those two languages are in very high demand in enterprise, in large enterprises. And so what we've ended up finding is that in each of our markets, we're able to teach a very consistent curriculum. Um, and we haven't made adjustments or needed to make adjustments to adapt for sort of the local uh, hiring needs in the market. What we have found is that Tech Elevator is a, a very much a favored uh, talent provider for financial services organizations, um, you know, big uh, organizations like JP Morgan Chase are voracious consumers of our talent, key bank locally, uh, progressive insurance nationwide, um, uh, because a lot of the, the, what we're teaching very much aligns with the environments that they're in as well. Um, the other thing that I'll say that's been really exciting for us is, you know, we built a consumer business, we founded a consumer business. But uh, increasingly, we've uh, we've grown into the enterprise training space as well. And it wasn't by design. It was actually by encouragement from our uh, our enterprise hiring partners who said, hey, I've just hired a handful of people from you and they are performing at in some cases above the level of computer science grads that I've hired. If you could do that with individuals who were baristas or worked in retail or hospitality, prior to Tech Elevator, what can you do with my employees? And so now we're increasingly reskilling employees with an eye to helping companies uh, essentially sort of um, deal with the challenges in the employment market right now, just the heady competition for tech talent. And really forward thinking companies are actually investing in their own pipelines, uh, which help them secure future talent as well as retain existing non-technical talent who, you know, as part of the, um, you know, the big quit, the great resignation, you know, might leave them if they didn't have an opportunity to advance uh, at those companies as well. One of the things we heard pre-pandemic when people had jobs in the service industry and they didn't like their pay is people would often say to them, well, you need to quit that job and find another that pays you better. Or Now that we're seeing the great resignation, are you seeing some of those people from those industries coming to Tech Elevator to say, you know what, I, I don't want to wait tables anymore. Not, not that it's not a bad job, but I'm just saying I, I want to do something else. Are those people coming to you now? Yeah, we saw a big spike actually um, during uh, the pandemic. You know, obviously it was a there were some tough industries to be part of. Um, you know, the arts industries, entertainment, uh, hospitality, you know, restaurants, and we saw a big influx of of individuals. 
um, you know, many of those individuals, particularly in sort of hospitality, you know, it's, it's less common, uh, the under index, if you will, with a college degree. And something that I've been really excited about is, you know, the field of technology is highly meritocratic. Um, so, you know, if you can learn the skills that can you know, help you perform well in the field of technology, um, you know, your degree doesn't really matter or the fact that you do or don't have a degree really matters. What, what matters is what can you do? And so for individuals who are coming from the service industry, who have that cognitive ability, who can acquire these skills and get into these companies, it's been really refreshing to see that they haven't been encumbered by the fact that they didn't have a college degree. And in fact, they've been measured by how effective they are and how, how, how much they can learn and the skills they've acquired. And so that's been exciting too. But yeah, we did see, we saw a big spike in that area um and uh it's been really satisfying to put these folks into some great jobs and i mean you know the salary bumps we're talking about in terms of the service industry into technology um you know uh, significantly above the averages that we have at the company as well a tech elevator offers its intensive boot camp kids go to college for four years there are two different experiences but when you go to college you come back after your 10-year reunion you go to the football game and all that sort of thing what about your alumni? What kind of relationship do you have with Tech Elevator alumni, you know, once they've graduated? Yeah, we have phenomenal relationships with our alumni. Um, I think I would imagine it's a, it's a different relationship, certainly. But, um, you know, it's a relationship. Uh, we have a, a group of people who work with our students who are incredibly committed to seeing our students be successful. Um, I think our, I know our students feel that. Um, they feel that in some cases, in much more personal ways than perhaps they did in large lecture halls at universities. They're dealing, you know, they're in classes with, you know, 18 other, you know, or 17 other students. Um, they, uh, we see the, the, the relationship form in how they refer, you know, a ton of their network and people in their world to Tech Elevator. Um, and um, we also see it in, you know, just, how we keep in touch with them and watch their careers develop over time. And so uh, it's been really fun to see, um, you know, them move into management positions. It's been fun to see them come back and, and interview, you know, recent crops or, you know, new crops of students coming through. So we've got great relationships with our alumni. We've got, you know, uh, nearly uh, 2,600 alumni right now out in the world, um, you know, proving that this alternative, you know, skilling path is a viable one. And, um, you know, it's great to check in with them and see how their lives have changed and, uh, and, and see how they're advancing in their roles. Anthony Hughes, education is the key. Thanks for sharing the story of Tech Elevator with us. We appreciate you joining us today. Dan, thanks so much for having me. Appreciate the, uh, appreciate the interest. Anthony Hughes is the co-founder and CEO of Tech Elevator. He joined us today for the Landscape, a Cranes Cleveland podcast. I'm Dan Paletta. Thank you for joining us, and we'll talk again soon.